Good evening, Dumb Nation, episode 323 tonight. I hope everyone had a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. What are we going over tonight? Joe Biden's success and failure. More importantly, accountability. Where is it? When will it begin? The answer is obvious. Never. We're going to go over it tonight on the show. Come on back in 60 seconds. Navy veteran Matt Spear presents Don't Unfriend Me. Brutally honest. Experience matters. Facts, not feelings. To the point. And always direct. No safe spaces. You can agree or disagree. You can love him. You can hate him. Just don't unfriend him sit back relax don't unfriend me starts right now thank you once again for watching don't unfriend me tonight we're going to be going over obviously joe biden's successes and failures first of all who am i why should you listen to me well i don't have the answer to that hopefully you like what you hear my name is matthew spear i'm the host of don't unfriend me we created this oh right after the presidential election of 2020 and it's been doing really well so far so far we have 84,000 followers, 60,000 likes. You can follow me at Don't Unfriend Me Show. You can find me on Twitter and Gitter. And also Truth Social at Don't Unfriend Me Show, Gitter and Twitter. It's at The Dumb Show. Stop on by, give me a follow. And depending upon what platform I'm on, depending upon how I show up. Thanks for watching tonight. Last but not least, you can go over to don'tunfriendme.com, pick up some coffee, some hats, some shirts. We got it all over there. The coffee is a huge success. This stuff is selling like crazy. It's veteran made, veteran roasted, all made in the United States. And it's not like that other black bag coffee, which is basically Folgers. This is good stuff. All right, that's it. I'm done. I apologize for doing a little capitalism in action. Let's get into the show tonight. When there are no more lies to tell. Aesop's fables told us everything we needed to know as children. Most people have read them. I read a really large volume. It was hard covered and it was a copy that was in a library. Many times as a child, I read it. It always smelled dank and dusty. It was thick and heavy and felt full and I felt diminutive holding it on that old library floor. That old library used to be a church group site and the knowledge I found within continues to be sacred to me and probably many others. One of the foremost stories that rang true was one of personal accountability. A man builds a bench and people sit on the bench. The bench breaks. The man blames the nails, builds another bench using different nails and people sit on it and it breaks again. This time he blames the wood. He uses different wood and nails it to build a new bench. People sit on it and it breaks yet again. Nothing left to blame for the injuries that occurred other than his own craftsmanship. So he takes a class, he builds another bench with the original wood and the original nails, and people sit on it, and it stays strong. No one falls, no one is hurt, and he's proud of his work, and people compliment his skills. When he offers up no excuses, no one really trusted him in his abilities to craft any object, even after those excuses. As they sat in every chair, they were apprehensive and on guard and nervous. When he blamed their weight for the collapse, they were hurt and offended. They wouldn't return to buy his goods. When the man owned up, he was able to build strong seats, craft quality products. He gained a new clientele with these goods, and word spread. The moral of the story is simple. Own 
your mistakes. This was never more true than in the military. Now, every person may think that all veterans are the hardest working people and morally profound in their standalone type demeanor. Well, this is true and false at the same time. There are some really bad airmen, soldiers, marines, sailors, and guardsmen. It is just the truth. But the one commonality is it's never the branch, but always the individual who breaks tradition and dishonors the unit. They're not bad soldiers, just bad leaders, as the old saying goes, but anyone who has served understands that that isn't always true either. Sometimes it just depends on the one constant, but not all the time. Such is the case with President Joe Biden and his failed, feckless leadership. When I reflect on my own path in life, I see a few things. When I lived inside of myself, I lived in my own ego. Oftentimes, it wasn't the type of a really an egocentric nature that made me feel better than or above others. Quite the opposite. I felt unworthy and unlovable. I hardly had the motivation to do the work that creates growth. I felt low and small, and as if I deserved the bad, so much so that I didn't even bother to attempt to live in the good at a young age. Or even when I felt somewhat worthy of good things, I would doubt that my comfort or well-being was worth anything more than another person's. I often had an unbalanced measurement, one that worked to my disadvantage that made me believe the discomfort that would befall others if I did what was necessary to keep myself healthy was unfair to them. And this often caused me to accept negative treatment that I didn't deserve. Other times, I felt that because of what had been done to me, that someone somewhere owed me something. I felt like a good excuse for my bad behavior, and that mentality kept me feeling like a victim every moment of every day. I stated that mentality too long because it was easier than doing the work necessary to make a real positive change for growth. There was absolutely no benefit in these excuses. I stayed stuck. I stayed sick. I stayed the same and I was in pain, but had an explanation for it, so I thought it was okay. It wasn't, and I needed to grow up, and out of it, it had to happen, or I was going to be that way forever. When I began to see myself as an equal to others, I saw that I deserved no more and no less. I was no longer humiliated. I was humble. I was no longer complacent and living in justifications of being arrogant. I was right-sized and ready to change and correct bad behaviors, and the military helped me do that. I don't take credit for things I don't have a right to, and I try not to place blame on others unless I have to, even when they deserve it. I typically don't run around gossiping about others' bad behaviors, but when I'm asked to and feel compelled to be honest, I won't lie for them or to them. I won't lie for anyone. It isn't constructive or conducive to healing and personal improvement or advancement. I own what I have a right to. I take responsibility for what I've done because being equal to the rest leaves me no room to attribute myself with more or deny myself of the rest. I don't take undeserved punishment and I won't incite and inflict it upon others to benefit myself in any way. Accountability makes me better and paves the way for long-lasting and real relationships, truly fixing the harms done and making wrongs right. It creates trust and respect. It is an action of integrity, and it's necessary in my life. After almost 17 months of Joe Biden at the helm, I can honestly say the man is not building a chair or a bench, a table, or anything remotely like a piece of furniture. He is making a pyre that the heavens will see from above when it lights. 
a dilapidated mess of sticks and tinder that will consume itself as fast as it was constructed in a fiery blaze that will stifle the air around it and blister all those in approximation to its destructive force. Too much? A little too biblical in nature? Well, at least the Old Testament. Well, let me expand on this. When Joe Biden took office and throttled small businesses by redlining executive orders that his predecessors had in place, losing thousands of small businesses in the process during COVID, Joe Biden was nowhere to be found. He hid behind the lockdowns. We all know Jen Psaki inaccurately claimed that President Joe Biden has, quote, not been pro-lockdown and that it has not been his agenda. But Joe Biden repeatedly promoted lockdowns during his 2020 presidential lies campaign, often calling on then-President Donald Trump to do more to contain the spread of the virus by restricting movement and encouraging people to stay at home. But Afghanistan... We now know for certain what was suspected all along, that the president rejected the advice of his top military aides, but how to reduce the troop numbers while keeping the Taliban in check. He also falsely claimed to the public that al-Qaeda was no longer in Afghanistan and declared the withdrawal a ringing success. But once it gave up Bagram, then surrendered the embassy and retreated to the Kabul airport, it was forced to count on the Taliban to police the perimeter. The result was the suicide attack and the fact that scores, if not hundreds, of American citizens were left behind and 13 brave Americans were dead. The border? By lifting Title 42, the Biden administration is trying to have it both ways, declaring the pandemic emergency over for illegal migrants at the border, but not for the rest of us. If the pandemic emergency is over, why are they still insisting we wear masks? Why are all lawful international air passengers still required to get a negative coronavirus test before entering the United States while illegal border crossers are not? How about those nurses? Have they been hired back yet or do they have to get the jab first? And why, if the emergency is over, is the Biden administration asking Congress for billions of dollars in emergency COVID spending yet again? Biden needs to decide either we are in a COVID emergency or we are not. Well, maybe Fauci needs to decide. He is running the country after all. Where has he been lately? Anyway, right now, Title 42 is all that stands between us and effectively open borders. That's because on taking office, Biden reversed presidential, President Donald Trump's other successful border policies. He got rid of the Remain in Mexico policy, which had required asylum seekers to wait in Mexico while their asylum claim was being considered, deterring those with false claims from showing up at the border. A federal judge forced the administration to reinstate the policy, but the White House has implemented it anemically, if at all. About fentanyl drug use, it's out of control in the United States, and amounts that could kill everyone in this country more than once over has made its way over the border. Yet Biden continues to herald his border czar, Kamala, <clears throat> a great success as he dumps thousands of illegals in our cities in the dead of night, yet still has not visited the border. But his wife did visit the Ukraine. Why? Thanks to President Biden's out-of-control spending and destructive economic policies, inflation has reached its highest level in 40 years, with the consumer price index rising by over 8% from January 2020 to January 21. Gas prices remain at a seven-year high, levels not seen since Joe Biden was vice president, and now have exceeded that to a 20-year high. On top of rising prices for everyday goods, costs for other essential services like health care are also rising. 
Seniors are seeing the largest ever Medicare Part B premium increase in 2022. Heck, my business with shirts and hats and coffee have all increased by over 30%. And how about taxes? Have you done yours yet? Welcome to that wonderful being bent over the barrel evening with the IRS. It's fantastic. I can't wait for you to try it. President Biden's weak leadership and lack of foreign policy strategy have crippled the United States. The power and influence on the world stage that we had is gone. Not only Afghanistan, but China has ramped up its aggression against Taiwan, Hong Kong, the Uyghurs, and now Russia has invaded Ukraine. This invasion will have immediate consequences here in the United States. American families are already facing an increase in energy prices, from the gas pump to heating their homes. As the Biden administration chooses to react rather than lead, tough action is needed quickly to halt Putin's assault on the Ukraine. Sanctions were never enough. To stop this madman from further invading Ukraine and other Eastern European nations, more is needed. Yet Biden continues to have little to no idea where he is or what it will take to quash these flagrant war crimes against Ukrainians. President Biden chose weakness months ago when he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, but allowed the Nord Stream 2 pipeline between Germany and Russia days after Russian criminals hacked the colonial pipeline. Why would President Biden choose to eliminate American energy jobs and American pipelines, but favor Russian jobs, Russian pipelines, and Russian dominance over our allies? 2,000 gallons an hour are burned in these larger vessels shipping oil over here. Isn't that worse for the environment than drilling for ourselves? The Fraternal Order of Police also has reported that in 2021, there were 346 officers shot in the line of duty. 63 of these officers died from their wounds, and this is horrifying. There were also 103 ambush-style attacks on law enforcement officers, a 115% increase from 2020. Pandemic lockdowns, vaccine mandates, labor shortages, and increased demand for consumer goods have created both a domestic and international supply chain crisis that directly impacts American families. Instead of defeating COVID-19 and unifying the country like he promised, President Biden has worsened our divisions and made Americans poorer and less safe than when he assumed office. Under the Democrats' control of the Congress and the White House, energy costs and the price of everyday goods have skyrocketed, and our enemies no longer fear us. Violent crime is on the rise, our supply chain is broken, and unvaccinated and untested illegal immigrants are welcome into the United States, while deadly fentanyl flows over our open border. Congress has a responsibility to correct President Biden's spineless leadership and prioritize parents, workers, and small businesses before the other things they are focused on, if at all. But the administration had one more ace up their sleeve as riots raged through the summer of 2020 because of racial tensions and leftists feeding the flames, propping up a criminal and drug addict as the next Martin Luther King Jr. and George Floyd, we now see the very worst we could expect from leftists. Since January of last year, we heard cries of insurrection from the left, as all Trump supporters were white supremacists and insurrectionists. And January 6th was the worst thing ever to happen to America, let alone Washington, D.C., minus it being on fire by the Brits. We now see the new plan for the left for the summer of 2022, with a failing election that is coming and a pathetic performance over the ledge. The leftists have made their new rallying cry, abortion. It seems leftists take no issue with the death threats of Supreme Court justices, nooses tied 
around mannequins hung from makeshift gallows were all the craze in January 6th, but signs of burning down houses and dragging them from where they slumber all seem above the pale for leftists as the SCOTUSes have been removed from their homes and are now in undisclosed locations. Doesn't sound like freedom to me. The American people deserve to hear the dissenting and affirming opinions of the Supreme Court. It could have been explained and catered to civil dialogue and an explanation that nothing was changing but the constitutionality of Roe so it could be revised and properly make its way through the legislative process. But now, instead, a leak worthy of the Clintons was the answer to draw attention away from the constant failures of this wood joiner and stacker of kindling to the emotional and downright vitriolic narrative about the fallacy of pro-choice when all it truly is about is pro-abortion for the leftists. It was never about choice, only about compliance. The man building the bench wouldn't have succeeded had he continued to blame the variables in the story before. He would have lost everything he worked for, and he wouldn't have had to start over completely had he made the decision to give up. Sometimes the lesson in life isn't to give up or press on. It's to realize that those things are immaterial in the grand scheme of things. You should make the decision to never build benches or chairs to begin with and become a student of what the chair is designed to do so you can comprehend how to build the best version you can and one that you are capable of when you are ready only joe biden has been building failed projects for his whole career he has never built anything of value he has never understood the finer points of developing reliability stability and more importantly accountability Joe Biden is ready to light the fires of his ultimate masterpiece, and he will use the minority voices in America to stoke the fire and fan the flames and burn down whomever or whatever, no matter the cost. Folks, thanks for watching me tonight. I do appreciate it. I am on 8.30 Monday through Friday with Amy and Leroy. Please join us live. It is a fantastic time. Also, if you would not mind joining me at Don't Unfriend Me Show, on all social media and podcasts. I would love to see you there. And stop on by donutfriendly.com for some coffee, some shirts, and some hats. I will go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-PRESS-1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day is way too many. Please do me a favor. Reach out to a veteran. Make that call. You could save a life. Remember, it's free of charge, completely anonymous. It will never be reported to their duty station. And if you are a civilian, you can call too. You will not be turned away. Folks, thanks for stopping by. Remember, you can love me, hate me, agree, disagree, just don't unfriend me, and go abs tonight to sweep the natural predators crossing the fingers. Folks, I will see you tonight at 8.30 or tomorrow at 8.30. Good night.